Hi everyone, welcome to Business Access by TD Image. My name is Diego D'Souza and I'm excited to have you here today because we're talking to the company Zabble. Zabble focuses on a zero waste solution. They have been working on this for many years and we're excited to talk with the CEO and founder from Zabble, Nick Balachandra. Nick, how are you? Hey Diego, I'm re- I'm doing really good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Tell me, tell us a little bit about Zabo and the platform and what it does. Sure. Uh, so Zabo is on a mission to achieve a zero waste world by measuring and transforming processes that generate waste. So we work with some of the largest educational institutions and corporations uh, to track success of their zero waste programs using our cloud-based uh, SaaS platform. And uh, what we do is we provide a measured approach to run campaigns around waste reduction, reducing contamination, or increasing diversion uh, of waste from landfills. And and our clients have realized a 3x ROI in the form of savings from like hauling costs uh, to get their garbage hauled or waste collection inside their buildings, maintenance around waste-related activities and efforts to um, you know educate stakeholders. And then the biggest of all, there's no spreadsheets involved. That's and all the analytics is done in real time. That's the cool thing. That's one of the things that I read on your website is that Zabble, what it does is does real-time data analytics. How does that work? Uh, yeah, so, so our clients want to know how much waste is generated and, and what kind everywhere in the building from the time it is disposed of in a recycling bin at an office in a particular floor uh, to when it ends up in the loading dock uh, down at the basement. Um, so they want to know, you know, what how, what size those bins are, how many times they're picked up and serviced, where they're located, and how to optimize them. And and they can do all of this with you know uploading their their monthly invoice bills through our platform, and also they can using our mobile app within a few clicks. They can seamlessly get all this information collected onto our uh, database, which and, and then they can also send notifications to team members when they identify issues like food waste or hazardous waste that is coming out of one particular area in the building. And they can create uh, curated signage based on hyper granular data and, and share it with the departments and teams digitally based on the problems that they're seeing. And all these, the, this data and the insights is available instantly on our web dashboard and where they can see how they're progressing towards zero waste over time and then optimize their trash uh, service and save uh, money. That is so cool because like they can see right there what's going on and be so effective and so optimize and create a solution because if they see a problem that they, they can just react that's all they need to do is react to what right. they see that's so that's so cool i mean it, this is like truly like and even to small business and even to large corporations this is such an incredible tool because it's something that a lot of businesses isn't a main point of focus uh, they they focus on so much on the day to day that these type these things that happen in the background are sometimes not seen to the optimal level, and this is why your uh, your tool Zabble your platform is so important for a company to use this. Let me ask you this: so, how did you get on the path to create Zabble? What what drove you to this point? 
Yeah, it's been a wild ride, uh, Diego, to say the least. Um, so uh, prior, in my prior roles uh, to Zabel, I've mainly worked at early stage uh, tech startups in the Bay Area, uh, bringing new ideas to life. I'm one of the original inventors of uh, a noise cancellation algorithm that's, that is, uh, appears in some very popular headphones that you may know. Uh, you know I, I worked on that for a few years. After that, I, I jumped onto another startup that invented a pill that could send a text message to a cell phone when a patient swallowed it. And then from there, I, I worked as a data scientist at a startup uh, building devices to measure air quality inside buildings. So I've had a pretty wild ride up to this uh, up to that point and it was then that i noticed that waste was the only quantity that was not being measured inside buildings because i was working with a lot of buildings at that time um, and everything else in, including electricity water even air quality was being measured um, and, and at the same time coincidentally i was training for a swim in the san francisco bay uh, it was a swim from alcatraz to land and uh, it was uh, I, I swam in some trash uh, there was plastic bags wrappers snack wrappers and i just couldn't unsee it anymore so i i decided at that point uh, it was in 2016 to use my skills as an engineer to build tools that could measure waste and communicate its impact to people. And that is what led to Zabel. And the word, it's interesting, the word Zabel is derived from the Arabic word for trash. And uh, Zabelin refers to uh, garbage collectors in uh, Egypt. Oh, wow. That's so cool. That is really cool. And, and in what you said also, just so people understand, that swim, it is not an easy swim. I used to live in the San Francisco, and I know about those waters, how tough they are, and how they go the opposite way if you're swimming from Alcatraz out. So it's a difficult swim. Absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, I've done it 11 times. Wow. <laughs> I bow to you because, I, I mean, I always read how the waters always push towards Alcatraz and it doesn't push outwards. And so that's what that's some of the history that you read about why um, prisoners couldn't escape from there when they tried to s swim outwards. Um, Wow, that's so. That's really good to hear, and it's sad to hear that how dirty it was. I never. I've been to the Alcatraz, but it's been on a dial, uh, on a boat, but I've never uh, gotten into the water. Uh, so it's sad because if, a lot of people don't know that there's there's seals right there, right on the the piers, and and so and that they can get hurt with that. So. Uh, I'm excited that you're you're doing this. Um, next question. The next question I have for you is: since COVID nineteen uh, pandemic has come out you know a lot of been a lot of people have been concerned with waste uh and not knowing what to do with it it's, it's a very technical subject if you really think about it but if you all but you also started focus on more uh zero waste solutions for the medical facilities can you tell us a little bit about that sure yeah um so right about the time in going back to march when the entire workplace you know shifted from office buildings to homes, that really impacted us because we primarily worked with commercial buildings and commercial waste volumes dropped by more than 60%. So we went back to the drawing board and our, our main focus at that point was really to just be a part of the solution to the pandemic. Um, and, and we started reading reports of increased contamination of PPE, 
single-use disposables and cleaning material in the waste stream. Some of our clients, in fact, who had labs and were still operational, uh, they validated this. And, and so we started looking at hospitals and found some more stats that really blew us away. And, and did you know, like Tiago, on average, we generate about four and a half pounds of waste per day in the U.S., which is a lot compared to all of the other nations. In hospitals, that number goes up to 29 pounds per patient per day. So there was even a problem even before the pandemic. And now to add to that, the research from the American Nurses Association showed that during an infectious disease period, 43% of a hospital's waste could be from PPE. And at the same time, the Solid Waste Association of North America stated that there's an increased likelihood of spread uh, of coronavirus for staff handling solid waste from incorrect disposal. So that really helped us narrow in on our efforts towards hospitals because there was a huge problem and we really wanted to just be a part of that so a solution. That's, that's, I never knew those numbers. That's something like really that opens your eyes. Um, that per patient, that's just crazy. Um, so let me ask you this. So you've seen some, you've been working with the uh, medical facilities and you've seen some of the results. How, how have they been? So, uh, yeah, you know, we really, uh, the team came together to, to understand like what type of waste was being disposed of at these hospitals and how to educate people. So we, we what we did was we retooled our platform to create posters specifically to address waste-related issues around COVID-19, proper disposal of PPE, the ability to reuse rags instead of constantly using wipes. And so our posters are now up at the San Francisco General Hospital. And our mobile app has also been adapted to flag PPE contamination and provide instant uh, real-time alerts when uh, the wrong things end up in the bins. Um, and so several prominent you know, news outlets covered us, like the SF Examiner, Waste360, Resource Recycling. They wrote about our efforts. And we're talking to a ton of hospitals right now to start pilots. But I think we really see an opportunity where we can, uh, we, we, where we can be of huge uh, impact and help these hospitals. In fact, just before this call, I was on another call, uh, and we were finalizing a pilot with one hospital in L.A. Oh, wow. Congratulations. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that you're being a part of this because one of the toughest things that we as individuals uh, don't understand outside, outside of you as a specialist is how these things are happening. Uh, we don't understand when we take off a glove and we throw it in the trash. Is that the proper way to mm -hmm. uh, throw it away? When we use a wipe, um, how, how do we properly uh, throw it away? What do we do? Uh, so that's something that's uh, really vital to understand that it's being taken care of in the background but with individuals how do we as a society uh as me myself my family and others how do we take those contaminated items and how do we properly uh, dispose of them yeah great question uh, Diego. Uh, currently we are all operating under the guidelines from uh, osha and swana the solid waste association of north america and they claim uh, to dispose of ppe as trash in the landfill currently and that is to prevent uh, people from handling uh, trash or handling if it was tossed in the recycle 
sometimes people would handle it or pick it up from there and dispose it off in the uh, trash bins or if sometimes if, if it is littered around people will pick it up and and toss it in the right bin so we really uh, what they are advocating for is to prevent unnecessary you know uh, uh, contact with uh, ppe and so the best thing is to uh, dispose it off in uh, landfill bins but there are many reusable masks out there that are made out of cloth and and literally my wife made us a bunch at home uh, and you know it took us it took her 15 minutes to sew a mask from scratch and so it, and we wash it regularly so there's tons of options out there to reuse and we necessarily don't have to keep purchasing disposable ppe Exactly. I do agree with that. I think your wife and my wife should get together because my wife has been making masks also. We literally have a mask <laughs> yeah. for every other day. So we, when we use it, um, we we wash it when we get home. We clean it up. We do uh, wash it and we hang it so it, so it can dry. And we have an, another mask ready for the uh, next day. And then we, we just uh, re- recycle that way. We actually... Um, we stopped using gloves because I, I felt that if we're using sanitizer and we're properly washing our hands, it was good enough for us. You know, whatever every, exactly whatever everyone feels comfortable with, do what you feel comfortable with. But that f- felt good enough for us. So every time we go outside and we touch a door or anything, by the time like if I'm going to my car. By the time mm-hmm. I get there, I would sanitize my hands and then sanitize the steering wheel. And then I'll properly go off into whatever adventure I'm going on with my car. So um, so here, here's, here's a question when it comes to, um, is there anything that people should know or do that you feel is important as uh, when it comes to treating the PPEs uh, during the COVID pandemic and how to uh, make sure that they they feel as comfortable as possible and safe. Uh, yeah, I think that this is a great conversation to have and, and just sort of piggybacking on the previous uh, question. Uh, I think, I mean, there is a huge explosion right now in single-use disposables because there's panic, mass panic and industry efforts to revoke the use of reusable bags at stores and undermine years of efforts and, and you know billions of dollars to make uh, progress in the last uh, 30, uh, 30 years. And I think uh, yesterday there was a huge announcement from a consortium of 119 scientists that came together and they penned a statement saying reusables do not increase the risk of transmission of the virus. So I really urge uh, everyone to take this opportunity to reduce their costs, personal costs in buying and disposing single-use disposables and, you know, and going back to reusing bags, utensils, plates to you know decrease the volumes of waste that we're sending to landfills. And personally, uh, uh, well, uh, from a residential standpoint, it has already been documented that waste volumes have gone up by more than 40% in some uh, areas. So I think we are not set up to handle this large influx of waste. And it, this is the perfect opportunity to do uh, the right thing and that it is also safe to do it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Let me ask you this, because when it comes to recycling and waste management management, where do you feel that people are most misinformed or uh, they they 
take the information. They they're not well informed on what to do and how to properly recycle and take care of uh, their waste. Uh, I think it's a combination of you know the, how the industry has evolved in the last fifty years in terms of you know convenience for people to recycle. Uh, bringing in single stream recycling, which is, you know, tossing all of your recyclables in one container, as opposed to dual stream or multiple streams, each collect, which collected different types of materials. And I think with the advent of single stream, people started consuming more and also disposing a lot more of those items. And again, with at the same time, there's an explosion of single use from plastics. Um, I, I think we just need to go back to what we were doing before and we just need to look at this explosion of trash in our entering the landfills incinerators and in the environment and i think everyone could just sort of take a moment and realize that there's a lot of options that are available to us at home and we can sort of just use uh, go back to you know reducing the amount of waste and it always starts with you know understanding what it is that we are generating uh, today and you know just take a open your flip your lid uh in of your trash can and just take a look inside and see what's in there and then you can automatically figure out what you can do to reduce that and you'll save a lot of money while doing it that is so true uh, we've i i know there's kids that come into the neighborhood that they collect the cans and they collect the glass and they they take it so they can sell it and make i don't know what it was like five cents or something like that and and there's 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 an adventure when it comes to uh, recycling properly, and I think one of the cool things that I've learned is that um, it's there's so many people out there that you learn from, especially these kids. Like I literally learned from these kids coming around and collecting things. They would tell me how to properly sort uh, the trash and how what to put where and everything, and it was just like mm-hmm. boom, you blow my mind. It's like I, I am so sorry I was doing that wrong. Uh, so I think it's so cool that people can't absorb from other people. Yeah, and I think that's a great point because you know we have this uh, we have this huge bottle deposit program, right? When you you pick up a bunch of bottles and it's an informal economy where there's a bunch of people collecting bottles and taking it back to the uh, deposits uh, uh, drop off uh, facilities and they get back get some money out of it. And that entire system has collapsed now in California. And I think we need similar systems everywhere that will help us enable that uh, you know different people from from keeping their income and also giving an opportunity to recycle content and uh, instead of using virgin material when you're saying the the system in california collapsed you mean that's not happening anymore it's there have been some huge facilities that were accepting bottle deposits that have uh, shut down wow in the last year and it's unfortunate uh, and so a lot of people that were using that as a uh, as an income have now been deprived of it oh wow there's been a lot of changes when it came to, when it comes to glass uh and how to recycle glass within the last couple of years i know here in virginia we went through a couple of changes where uh we had been notified where we can't recycle it a certain way 
I see. Wow, that's good to know. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's really it's really. I, I didn't know that was happening um, until I got a notice. So and and I think it's I don't know through contracts with companies or co- maybe it's because some of the companies have been shut down, or, or I, I I don't know what's going on. But um, like I I know within the last couple of months um, before before the coronavirus before the coronavirus I, I I wasn't seeing them combine collecting glasses a lot anymore so and it's it's due to something had changed within the laws and, and the companies that we were working with to recycle glass so i see well i, I hope they fixed it because uh i need those kids making money they actually helped me keep my stuff sorted so awesome yeah awesome. absolutely awesome so going back to zabble where do you feel you want Zabble to be in the next couple of years? Um, yeah, so we we really want to be helpful in creating a blueprint for the zero waste economy. And we want to work with some of the largest institutions because that's how we can make a huge impact. And so we we are sort of looking for opportunities currently at hospitals, uh, because that's where there is a, a massive problem. Um, and, uh, you know, we really want to be able to create those a five step process, if you will, uh, for hospitals to get to zero waste. Exactly. Exactly. And if people wanted to find out more about Zabo, where can they go? Uh, yeah, please contact us at uh, www.zabbleinc.com. And for more information on our work uh, to prevent the spread on of COVID-19, you can click on the COVID tab on our website uh, and, and download free posters of uh, for your buildings. Um, and also, uh, currently, hospitals can sign up for our software platform for free. And this is a limited offer. And we made a, a, a press release uh, a couple months ago. And so we really try to help hospitals uh, get in, get on board with uh, the concept of zero waste. And, and now is a great time to do that because as uh, their occupancies are not to the highest levels that they that they can accept, it's a great time to establish uh, streamlined programs and uh, be able to uh, you know scale accordingly as more patients come back in and then the economy grows. Let me ask you one more question: What is there a story that you have seen during the COVID nineteen um, through the process of um, zero waste emission that that has made you very happy seeing the solutions uh i'm sorry can you say that again is there a story that you can tell us about some of these hospitals that you've worked with that you felt overwhelmed by the solutions that you've brought to them I think everyone is in the early stage right now of evaluating it. There's, their primary focus right now is just, you know, trying to get past the pandemic and and be able to just provide a safe environment for their patients and the staff. And so we're still in early stages of those discussions on how we can help, you know, create this new paradigm of zero waste for hospitals. But if you look back and, and see there have been uh, a 
champions from these hospitals in the form of doctors, nurses, and staff members that have really implemented programs to reduce single-use medical devices in uh, and, and replace them with reusables or cut down the amount of single-use devices per patient that's, that they've been using in excess. And, um, and, and also some hospitals like UCSF have implemented a zero wave, uh, I'm sorry, a reusable gown program where their gowns are, are, are being reused on a constant basis and each one can be reused up to 70 times before they're discarded. Uh, and all of these have amounted to cost savings in millions of dollars. So there's a lot of opportunity at hospitals and it's really uh, 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 for someone to create this this blueprint, so they could just you know walk through this process and get the end results. That's awesome. Zabel basically keeps our front line safe, and this is why it's so important. I think people need to understand that Zabel, the platform, it really to me it seems that. It helps keeps the doctors, the facilities that are taking care of our patients safe, making sure that the the contaminated items that they deal with uh, in a daily basis is is stored and uh, thrown away properly, so nobody gets infected by those things and everybody is kept safe. So I thank you so much for creating such a tool, and I hope that it gets spread out through as many hospitals as possible because it's so important for uh, us to keep them safe. Yeah, and I really appreciate the opportunity uh, in giving us this channel to talk about it. And, and thanks so much for your work in you know, helping entrepreneurs and other businesses showcase their work during this really tough times. Yes, not a problem. Anytime. I love hearing about businesses being successful during this time. So one more time, how can people find out more about Zabel? Uh, please log in to our website, uh, www.zabelinc.com. And uh, if you want more information on COVID, please click on the tab um, uh, called COVID-19 on our website. Awesome. Nick, thank you so much for your time, and I hope you all the success. Thank you, Diego.